Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the Match Ball Podcast for the Huddersfield Town victory here on the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan. With me is Michael, who's uh, made his way back from Huddersfield, having done a charity walk this morning. Hey, up at five. Brilliant. Oh, bless you. You're Took right. your time getting here. <sighs> well, there's... It was, all, it was all kicking off on it, and I just filled the policeman letters in the station. I was obviously, you know, windmilling through it and get, got to the front. But, uh, did you fight a train? I did, and I won. <laughs> you uh, take that, Thomas. And that is the voice of Moscow as well. Hello. Uh, it's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. If you fancy getting 10% off your legal fees, enquire via levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Just give us a mention, they'll knock 10% off. Good stuff. Uh, so, good result today. Against the Terriers, was it was it fair result or was it a little bit rough on them? Hey, there, um, there we go. You see, because it's a dog reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got yeah. that, got that. It can be like a bowl that stadium, can't it? When it gets going, yeah, a Is dog it? bowl. That yes. Yeah. <laughs> but did you, were you uh, glad when Leeds took the lead? Because <laughs> <laughs> up until then, it hadn't really been walkies, had it? Oh, you've had you've had time to think of all these, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I was quite worried in the first half. I don't know what, how it came across on TV. We were just not, right. we were not our usual selves. Because they were hunting us in packs or what was it? Come on now, come on, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the match. <laughs> yeah, I just thought we were not, um, not very good. Why? I Why? don't know, ben, someone had broken Ben White, he kept passing it to other people. Pablo misplacing some passes, it was, it was very un-Leeds-like. No, it was fine, it was, it was the archetypal Leeds performance. It went a little bit astray, but um, I thought we pulled it back on quite nicely. <laughs> very good. Thanks, all right. Um... No, we did. I mean, I know it was scrappy and they, they were a bit dangerous, but so were we. We had chances as well and it was just about finding our rhythm and doing what Leeds do, which is suss the game out and then go win it. We do win a lot from these positions. <laughs> we do, you're right, absolutely. Well, we just got to show our pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, in the first half, it did feel like perhaps a defence a defense full of full-backs and a midfield with a defender and it was not the best idea after all. No. It looked, yeah, you're right, it looked like that. We looked a little bit disorganised, yeah, completely. And if we do want to give the uh, the Cowley idiots some credit, they did uh, manage to get the Huddersfield players up for it. I don't imagine it was very difficult. Been a picture of, I don't know, Herbert Chapman on the, the wall of the dressing room. It's got do it for him. Because mm. I, I, I saw them up close today, I saw their managerial style. And you, this won't come across well on a podcast, but it's basically this. <laughs> So Michael right. is, is Michael's bending half at the waist. Kind of and then, half yeah. stoop while mm. clapping vigorously. Both of them just doing that on the touchline. Regardless of what happened. At one point, none of their players just ran the ball straight out of play. <laughs> they closed up, uh, they did a close-up on uh, the bigger brother um, doing a really annoying counting thing about Bamford's fouls. Where yeah, he's yeah, kind yeah. Of waving his hands from here to here to the referee. Like, one, two, three, four, five! Yeah. And he could have done as many as he wanted. He was just inventing it. He could have done 20. Nobody would have mattered. He would have been there waving his hands about for 
hours and hours. It probably would have been just as useful. So let's talk about the actual game then, which was... We have. We said we were bad in the first half, then we won. It was, it was hard, hard fought in that second half, but we, to be fair, we came out and scored straight away, didn't we? Which, again, took the wind out of their sails completely. It was a frustrating first half. You could see um, it particularly came through when Dallas got that yellow card on just before halftime and then he, he turned and shouted at all the players who'd let this breakaway happen and um, you could tell everybody's kind of looking at each other. There was the the problem with Ben White not really knowing what he was doing in that position. There was a real clear moment when Matches Click was in the centre circle sort of trying to tackle three Huddersfield players and doing a pretty good job. But then once they broke past him, you saw Ben White was standing in between Berardi and Ailing, and he suddenly went, oh, that gap. I came pelting forward to try and stop him and they just they just skipped past him because he's uh, he wasn't in his usual position and I think he was a, a little bit confused. Mm. So it wasn't, but it's not surprising. We all knew it was going to be a bit weird not having Calvin Phillips there and not having Adam Forshaw to to take his place and then not having Liam Cooper as well did start to take the piss a bit. Mm. What was the atmosphere like, Michael? Because it seemed a wee bit flat. Because I expected you to be a little husky now. (laughs) (laughs) The atmosphere was quite good. It's it's such a strange atmosphere now because Leeds used to have the full end there but it's now been split and they've put like their, I don't know what you'd call them, their attempt at ultras, people with a drum, mm. and they seem to have gone for some sort of like Hamburg type thing with a blue and white and black on it has appeared, and it's trying to look a bit. They need to let the German thing go, don't they? Wagner's gone. Yeah, it's all in the past now. You want to tell that to So that was that was kind of going on. <laughs> yes, I did see that. <laughs> it was fine though, isn't it? Yeah, it's all fine. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a mustache thing, Movember, so that it's for Movember is even better, he was actually doing something it was for a po- charity. It was a point not an extended hand, we yes. should say that very yeah. clearly. At a glance though, I saw the picture and thought oh no, <laughs> it's happened again. The um, uh, the interview afterwards with Sky is actually hilarious because you don't don't look at what Janny's saying, look at Jackie Harrison throughout it just staring at him with a massive grin on his face like, how are you going to get out of this? Yeah. Sorry, you were telling me about the atmosphere. Go on. Yes, they had that bit to the, to the like right a rally. of the Leeds fans. <laughs> but then the left is where That's the is where the real strange people were. This is where like the the Huddersfield fans who were not watching the game at all, they were just watching the Leeds fans and they basically all fucked off when the when the second goal went in. Mm. But after the first goal went in, it was almost it was almost upsetting to see them. I've never seen a, no, it wasn't though, a was group it? of people look quite so upset. You always think, should we just let them win? Because it means so much to these people. And then there was one like a um, sort of a red and white jacket and he just he was obsessed with the Leeds fans the whole game. It was All he was doing was watching us and yeah, the second the, that ball hit the net from Pablo, gone, couldn't see him anymore. He's just like, I can't stay. I can't stay and watch this. I've said before on here about being in the, the home end of this field and watching a, a grown woman on the floor in the fetal position wheezing, hoping that we that they would win. Panting, maybe. <laughs> yes. Sorry, go on. That's it, no. Yeah, sorry, I derailed you then, didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, it was very, very nice. And so let's let's talk about the goals then. Uh, Jenny Olejowski. I mean, actually, no, let's talk about the goals in a bit. Let's talk about shithousing, first of all. Mm. I want to talk about Pat Bamford's shithousing, which was wonderful today, and also the ultimate shithouse in Gianni Alioski scoring that first goal. So let's go from shithousing towards Gianni. Well, let, let's talk about theirs first, because okay. the first half, it seemed they spent a, a good third of it just laying on the floor. Every like, every touch that was down for a minute, yeah, yeah. And I, I refuse to believe they're actually 
made of Weetabix. It must have there must have been a plan of theirs to think we'll break this game up as mm. much as possible. Like we were saying the other game, if a, if a game breaks out, they'll be in trouble. And they they were very much planning for it never to get going. It was like we will lay down for five minutes at a time. Always head Until injuries. Somebody yells, fetch. <laughs> that, that was weak. Roll Sorry. over. Yeah. <laughs> Etc. Although the, the bit where um, their <laughs> two players did a Scott Wooten, Liam Cooper mm. tribute was nice when he nutted him on the back of the head. And when um, Alioski managed to break that guy's shoulder yeah. by just sort of nudging him. Yeah, what actually happened there? That was at the far end. It was down legit. for ages. He nudged him and um, he did seem to somehow, whatever he did, he was, I don't know if he like got a particular nerve, just some like North Macedonian trick they learn if you just hit them there they they go down and they don't get up for ages yeah there was a lot there was um it was picked up on by the the commentators there at one point uh one of the cowleys i think the uh the one with the bank account details was um yelling at the referee saying like he he played on gives them the advantage yeah, he, he was want, like he no no we, we want the free kick stop this match yeah. um yeah so that's what it was all about and they would i mean they did do pretty well to take advantage of the fact that we had this midfield of fullbacks and that we were all a bit off it and, um, the and that, yeah, the getting in our yeah, faces and shithousing and The and difference is pressing. now, the difference is now that we don't panic anymore. No. We just wait it out. We wait it out until we get an opportunity. The game starts to get stretched and we score and we yeah. win and we go up and that's yeah, there was, it. There was no panic. There was, there was Stuart Dallas yelling at everybody and people like telling each other come on let's sort this out and then we had uh, matches click hitting the post from a corner as well so we had a, a good chance there best one was that header the backwards header that um, Kiko made a, a good save but it was sort of like you'd have been annoyed if he'd mm-hmm. let that in um, and yeah it was all we were it was annoying not to have been 6-0 up by half time but I didn't particularly feel like I needed to go for Michael and put like all my money on Huddersfield winning at that point. Mm. I'd done that before the game. How much was it? A pound? No, I had my usual tenner on Huddersfield. It's down the pan. But and three and also when we were in a did we were a goal up or two goals up? No, when we were a goal up I also put money on the draw. <laughs> I was stood next to actually a friend of the podcast, uh Garden, just by chance. Oh Eden J. Harris. Eden J. Harris, yeah, he was yeah. stood next to me, his mate went you from square ball he didn't want to, he didn't want to say hello <laughs> but yeah he'll so have was... to when we're pissed in some dive bar in uh, the middle of bright slava <laughs> so yeah I was watching it with him um, but yeah should we talk about the goals then or do you want to talk on, about then. the shithousing first because I want to mention Bamford I thought he did a great job today on, under again difficult circumstances and we have criticised him for not putting himself about enough before today he put himself everywhere and wound them up to high heaven and I, I this is what I like about Bamford 2.0 is that he's doing this he's just he's going down he's playing their game so if they're falling over and rolling around he's doing the same and good if they're going to kick him on the way down he may as well uh, he may as well stay down um, he's doing what uh, Wilf Copping, our fine defender of the 1930s, used to do to make opponents more scared of him, and that's not shaving on the day of the game. He's got out there with a bit of a beard on, just a bit, just looks scruffy, like he's uh, like he's not slept in a, a goose feather down four poster bed. <laughs> um, and uh, and it adds something to him. He's yeah, he's he's strutting around like Rambo, and I I couldn't like it anymore. It's good, isn't it? It's great. I'm yeah, I'm very into uh, um, Captain Shithouse. Bamford 
that version. Yeah. You got Ramley Boudin who was taken off, which was great. Lovely. Did you, and do you notice how slowly he went off, just, yeah. just just pushing it right to the wire, which is what we want. We want ref a went, ref yeah. went out of the word, didn't he? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then he did. Did, did he do that thing where you, you they speed up a little bit? You know, when they've been ushered off, and then slow down again. A little, a little dad jog. Yeah. A little oh, just running. Oh, it's just, oh, no, can't sl- run. But then can't slow run. Down, he can't run any faster. Than this. Oh, I'm just going to stop again. <laughs> yeah. Good on him. Good the, on him. The one where it was him and uh, one of their centre backs. Um, off the ball when the, the cross was coming mm. it was quite exciting they almost got a bit of a, a brawl going afterwards as and he well said, and he said to Encasio when he when he came on um, he, he centre-backs lost it he tapped it like centre-backs lost it you know like he'd lost his head he wound him up to that point so was there he, anything in that because it looked a bit like he might have just been kicking him off the ball and we should have probably had a penalty if that's what he was yeah, doing yeah it'd have been a weak one yeah it wasn't as bad as um, Alioski in the first half was it with the same bloke he ended up pushing him in the face Slapping him off the ball at the yeah, the slap. It was an open-handed slap in the yeah. face, yeah. Um, and then he ended up with uh, it's Stankovic. I knew I'd got his name somewhere. Um, they had a big debate at, at full time that ended in a. I thought it was going to, you know, escalate into something, and it did escalate into a big smiling hug. Yeah. Started out as enemies, ended up as a chum. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't dislike Gianni Olioski, can you? And a nice twat for the goal as well. He absolutely put his foot through that. Very much following in, in the advice that you've been laying out, Michael, with your goal-scoring advice. I mean, you're looking there like nodding along saying, yeah, I know. He just kicked it really hard, didn't he? Yeah. And the keeper was, even though the keeper was fairly near to it, he kicked it so hard, didn't get to it in time. And that's what scoring goals is all about. <laughs> just kicking it hard where the keeper can't reach. And we did it twice today. And let's not forget, that was from another corner, wasn't it? Yeah, we're quite good on corners now. I mean, we can't really take credit for... It wasn't exactly a well-worked routine because they nodded it out and then he scored. But. Yeah, but then you go, you know, you look at the one that click hit the post in the first half and that mm. was a great routine. I mean, you you probably won't have seen that back yet, Michael, but it was a fantastic manoeuvre. It looked almost like he miss-hit the corner from the far end, I've got to be honest. No, no he did it on purpose. He did, his, his gesture was this. It was the crossed arms like a corpse on his yes. chest. Um, that was the, I am going to drill it low and hard for you, Matthias. And he, yeah, it was completely intentional. It was great. Do you think we can match the two up? Like, we get the credit for the, the corner routine for the first one that should have been gone in and we just like add that to the one that we did score from and sort yeah. of say yeah we, we scored from a, a well worked corner that was the assist and that was yeah. the goal yeah yeah two separate things but two halves make a whole yeah good but, but it, it, is, it does help that we've we've come up against two teams that just don't seem capable of defending corners because if somebody had been out to maybe stop Balioski from taking his time about watching the ball come down and then following all Michael's advice it might have been a different story but um, but Huddersfield are not very good so <laughs> Yeah. That's fine. Not as bad as Middlesbrough. They do look like they, they can actually try. Yep. So, but yeah, still not good enough. All right, and that was very nice indeed. Um, second goal as well. Beautiful, just classic Bielsa, wasn't it really? Break away, cross field pass, down the line, stick it to the far post, Bosch. Jackie Harrison, another assist. Old Jackie Jackie. I mean, actually, he struggled in the first half, did Harrison. I noticed that. He didn't really get into the game at all. We couldn't get him involved. And then second half, he was when it started to open up when he had that space. Credit to him. I think he's, he's had a good game today. Did he win man of the match on Sky? Did I see? <sighs> Don't know. It might have been... Well, they seem to have dragged Alioski in front of the cameras for the interview to sort of explain his, uh, his celebration thing. I assume the other guy, well, it was Jackie with him, so I guess normally must have been man of the match to go to one of them. Can you imagine saying now... Johnny, if you'll give Jackie the Man of the Match award, steals it. <laughs> Goose, Goose steps off with it down the tunnel. <laughs> well, it's in fairness, he did like give him uh, an excessive slap. I don't know if you caught that at the very I've not end. seen yeah. all of it. Very end of the Sky interview, you just see him, they just hang on with the camera long enough to see Johnny give him a right old whack, because that's what Johnny does. <laughs> I was reminded the other day, somebody 
it just popped up on Twitter again of when um, Pontus Janssen kissed him, but then also touched his ear and he went absolutely nuts. Do you remember him punching his back as he walked away? Yeah, he's a good one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A word on Helder Costa then, if we can, because uh, I thought he's, again, he's had another good game today, solid. Without being spectacular, but he's posing a lot more of a threat. In the first half, he was about the only player we had who looked likely to create anything, I thought. And then in the second half, he was just everyone else met his level and we killed them, which he, was lovely. He was very good um, throughout, I thought. He is starting to... He's doing tricks and he's like, every time he gets the ball, wherever he's getting it, he's, he's, gonna, he's having a go at people. There was a, a really good move in the, the first half where he ended up sort of swapping positions with Pablo. He went inside... Um, Pablo normally comes in off the wing and instead it was Costa doing it and then Pablo went out to to the wing where he was and he was running through the middle and it was just um, I think that ended up with quite a good chance from memory we kept the ball for a while it was like our first time where we'd really um, put Huddersfield back in the kennel and we're just like yeah yeah, we'll we'll beat this press Um, and yeah I'm yeah it's maybe the sign of why Bielsa wanted him so much was not because he was going to hit the ground running, but because he could take him into the laboratory and uh, and teach him what needs to be done. And that needs then match practice to, to make it work, which he's getting now, and he's getting better with every game. I think in games like today as well, particularly the first half where it was fairly tight, someone like Costa can just create something out of nothing, which... Sometimes with the BLS and normal trying to create overlaps and overloads and things isn't working. Just having someone who can run past a fullback and put it in the box is it seems it's a bit old fashioned and crude doing that, but you know it works. It does also work. Yeah, it does. It, and but we've had so few of those players who can do it that I guess we've become conditioned to not having them. But in the Premier League, a lot of players do that, don't they? Like Raheem Sterling just accelerates past people, and he seems to be all right. Mm. On Costa, I think what you get from Costa is, and I'm noticing this. Look at how many times he makes the right decision. He's a very good decision maker um, versus Alioski, who <laughs> I don't think has ever made a right decision in his life, no. apart from joining Leeds. Yeah, and the other uh, Costa's contribution to our second goal was is worth pausing on when Berardi was going to clear it and 
be a custom make sure he gives him the option, shows him where to to drop it over his head, and then basically starts the counter attack going. And there'd been um, a really good move about ten minutes before that down the same right hand side that ended up um, Jack Harrison crossed it and uh, Costa put it over from in the box. I'm sure Costa was involved. It was like a really good one touch build up, um, just swimming down the right hand side of the pitch. And uh, so it's not just the getting the ball at his feet and taking people on. It's it's starting to have an influence in other areas of the pitch and starting moves and getting on the end of moves and just it feels like it's coming out of his shell. Really, it, it must be a bit intimidating, even if you've had Bielsa instructing you for uh, preseason to then be on the pitch and go like. I suppose we've seen it a bit with with Ben White, who they've said they've been working with him on being uh, doing the Calvin job and. And happy that he'll he'll do it, and then he actually goes in the game, and it's a bit like just forgetting, forgotten everything he ever learned. And another clean sheet today, and a word on Kiko. Some really good saves today. I think he's starting to look a lot more like the keeper that you hope. But there was that incident in the first half where mm. he came for that one on the edge of the area where hearts are fluttered. But other yeah, than that. that where Ailing got the header to knock it over. He didn't make one. Well, I, I couldn't see most of their chances seemed to be at the far end, and I, my view of them wasn't great. But they looked to have a few decent chances as well that they put wide. Certainly, after we went two 0 up, yeah, they were, um, yeah, they were a real danger. And Kiko made that brilliant save at one nil. Um, point blank header where he got his big right hand out mm. to stop that from going which was a, a brilliant save and that was mixed for the first time today where there was um, well not the first time but the first time in ages when he has had a bit of drama with somebody on the edge of the penalty area and there was a um, a chip he tried to chip it to Pablo and he just shanked it out of play and you look at him going like, oh, is, mm. is Kiko alright but, but then the saves were, were brilliant outstanding weren't they that one where he reached over yeah great but I was going to say if those are the worst of his crimes that he makes yes. us go <gasps> every now and then then I'm, I'm alright with that well, versus... we know that they're not the worst of his crimes don't we no, but <laughs> this is... the FA are going to rule on that but in if... the next few weeks no I meant that footballing wise oh let's, yes let's not get into his no uh, no <laughs> There's enough, been enough of that today from Janny. So uh, let's let's side. No, he's been. Yeah, we can handle him. The way he plays, he is going to have those moments on the edge of his his box where he glides with the striker, or he you know he he misses a pass. He's not going to have 100 percent pass completion, and he's never not going to make a mistake. But if he backs it, it's like a you know the thing with Bamford. You could handle him missing if he was scoring as well. And it's with Kiko, you can handle him uh, making a couple of little errors if he then keeps a clean sheet. Be in behind a defensive fullbacks. Yeah. That's possibly should be emphasised as well. He probably had more to do today than he has for a while. Not because Huddersfield are a particularly brilliant attacking team, but you know he's behind a defensive fullbacks. And that header that he saved in the first half that was low down again, great positioning. And then you look at the one in the second half where he moved across goal and the guy got to the far post again, just really good instinctive positioning. So it feels like he's kind of got up to where we need him to be now, and he's a lot more focused. Playing regular games, you see. What he doesn't need is a big old break in his season. <laughs> Mind you, he had a fairly, fairly large career break before he came to us, didn't he? And look at the state of him last season. <laughs> he was great <laughs> for most of it, yeah. Um, but yeah, an all-round good performance. We've got to be really happy with that. And at the time of recording, Bristol are winning at Fulham 2-0. They've just gone up now as well, so it looks like Fulham are going to be, uh, be losing. So We're already up. Uh, I'm not saying we're already up, but we are. Let me just, I'm check, just let looking me, at. Let me just check the table. I think. I think we. Uh, I mean, if we're confirmed. top of the league, we go up. Hang on a second, I'm just opening a page on Google. Uh, open, wait, oh. open top bosses. Uh, <laughs> phone down again. Already booked. Yeah, it's already on. But this should, by rights, now leave us eight points clear of third. How do we feel about that? Oh my god. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's pretty good, that. Because West Brom, if we're eight points clear of third, really, who cares? Yeah, do what they want. They can finish first, I'm not asked. Cheat as much as they like. Mm. It'd be nice to finish first, though, and get promoted. Oh, it but... would. Don't get me wrong. Give mm. it a choice, you know. That's, fi- that's fine, too. But, but the, the riches and the millions of the Premier League and escaping this bloody infernal division, that'd be better, wouldn't it? And it yeah. would uh, it would be one in the face if we won it for the Huddersfield fans singing 20 years you've won fuck all or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and what do we sing back to them? 100 years 100 you've won fuck all. <laughs> did seem an odd choice. Of you, you once won promotion. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, above us. Well done. And they well, were maybe also... they were taking wins at Crufts into account in yeah. which case they probably got a better record. <laughs> got a few rosettes for that. Um, but they were also singing um, who the fuck are Leeds United and their ground was twice as full as normal. Mm. as I pointed out via Twitter. So it's like, come on, lads, you know, you are only here, to, well, to, to boo at the Leeds. At least one of them was a Leeds fan, though, because after the second goal, I saw someone getting ejected from the <laughs> from the, the near side. And it, it was one of those things where the crowd around him waited until the police had stepped in before they got really cross. Mm. Was everyone around him sort of rabid, or what was the... Snarling, gnashing yeah. the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, they, w- they probably wouldn't leave it alone. They'd been like a dog with a bone once they, they found that he was in there until they got him out. Mm. Um, but how was it in that way and when that second goal went in? Oh, it was lovely because you just can relax a bit then. It was just like, it was very tense, I think, at 1-0. Second one goes in, you think they're, they're not going to score. The thing was, that I thought you saw a bit about Huddersfield today is their strikers looked threatening, but are actually shit and can't finish. Mm. Which is true for a lot of this division, actually. They can't, he's, the reason they got 19 points last season is because they couldn't score goals and you can see why they, they looked really threatening I thought uh, Mooney up front he was causing his problems because he was physically a lot more a lot bigger than than White and certainly Berardi but no, yeah. really, no real use is it if you can't get it on the target at all so. they keep uh, whenever they, the commentary said um, Mounier I kept thinking of that um, Arsenal goalkeeper me about Al Mounier mm. so it was, it was quite confusing that they, I mean, he might have been a better forward. And every time he was saying Bakuna, I was thinking Matata as well. <laughs> Genuinely. It's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> every bloody time. And every second of the game, Huddersfield fans were thinking about dogs. Mm. Can we talk they need a trigger. about Oliver Casey? Natalie's lad. <laughs> yes, I believe so. Yes, son of the, uh, the Hollyoaks star. East Enders, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. That's no, Natalie that's Cassidy. Cassidy. This, oh, is, uh, this yes. is Casey from Two Pints of Lager and a I know the one you mean now. Where's he come from? Big, well, big lad, isn't he? Natalie Casey's... I mean, I don't know <laughs> womb, how you womb. want me to explain this to you. Womb. I think that's the word you're after. <laughs> he was great, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very, looked very composed, yeah, for, for such a, a wee one. Marcelo Bielsa not, not wee. <laughs> has said uh, that he has um, progressed brilliantly in the last month. So it's almost like he just picked it up and just like, yeah, he's good now. And he said that uh, he's been accepted into the first team group uh, who have a sixth sense for when a player is ready to join them. Oh, good nose to sniff it out, eh? Good nose to sniff it out. <laughs> Heroes and villains from uh, from today then. Casey, what a debut. Yeah. He's undoubtedly, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but I think he's undoubtedly the best young defender I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Harrison as well, I want to have a word for him. Not a great first half, but a fantastic delivery for the second all on the cross. It was a brilliant cross from Jackie. And uh, Pablo Hernandez with you, a header. Can I just check you are sticking with this Jackie thing you want to get Well, going. it's his name. So, I don't know what else you expect me to call Jackie Harrison when that's what he's called. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Pablo with a header. That's good as well, because I did one when... Because um, it was a great cross, and he said, oh, who's going to get on the end of that? And it, oh, shit. Oh, no, he's done it. It's yeah. okay. 
And Bamford for a shithousery, I think, deserves a very special mention. He was great. He upset everyone, all their players, all the crowd. Perfect. <laughs> a perfect shithousing performance. Didn't score, obviously, but when you've shithoused that much and you've won 2-0... Does it even matter? I would like Marcelo Bielsa, not just for getting in one of his uh, his condescending, no, you did very well in his big hand signal of you should be higher up higher up the league. But before he did that, um, the idiot brother came to him and he was kind of he kind of put his hand on him. He was like, no, no, I don't think it's you. Where's the one who's in charge? Ah, yes, you. Um, very good. You should be further up. And his brother just had to stand there and was like, it's always fucking like this. <laughs> We're a team. It's, there's not a hierarchy here. That, yes, but I'm talking to the boss here. Just, just leave, leave me with it, boss. Like, you, like I am. Do you have a Wikipedia page? I don't think you do. So let me talk to the uh, let me talk to the brains of the outfit. Get back to your clapping. Um, any other villains you can think of? I'm trying to think of anybody who particularly uh, transgressed us today. Oh, Hog for kicking Bamford, Stankovic for arguing with Bamford, um, Schindler for being annoying, just all that sort of group of Huddersfield players who were trying to uh, uh, ruffle Bamford and it was mainly Bamford and Alioski that they were sort of after. I think they'd seen um, that they're both similar loose cannons. Mm. Bamford and Alioski very much. <laughs> you, you can two never predict. A, two peas in a pod, those two. The original odd couple. <laughs> um, yeah, so just all that kind of stuff. It wasn't very uh, appealing. And I'd nominate for heroes, actually, um, the Cowley brothers as well, because all they've done in their post-match press conference is big up Marcelo Bielsa again, which I'm sure will go down absolutely brilliantly in Huddersfield to hear their, our manager being praised before the game, after the game, probably during the game, they're probably yelling across, that was very good, Marcelo. Oh, great tactical Lovely to shift. meet you. Lovely to meet you, Mr Bielsa. Thank you for shaking me and... Oh, they're from they're from London, aren't they? Have we got um, heroes? These idiots who walked to Huddersfield this morning. Obviously, not him, but the other ones. Yeah, they've done a good job. How yeah. much have they raised for charity? <laughs> uh, I think it's about seven grand. I think so far. Well, that's not enough. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and how are, the, how are the legs now? Feeling a little bit lame. Ah, oh, they're fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. I was if going... you do still want to donate, by the way, legionitedtrust.com slash donate. You can, you can go on there. I mean, we've done it now. We're not going to do it again, but it did happen. And it was about, about 30 people did it. It was good effort. That's where I was going with that's not enough. It's not, you shouldn't have bothered. But hey, everybody, why don't you donate them some more to make it worthwhile? <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> you haven't raised that up, you wankers. Let's <laughs> well just give that money back. I know what you're like. You're very cruel. Oh dear! Uh, I'd like to nominate Huddersfield. I don't know if this is a villain thing. It was more just funny, really. Walking past the ground, the the Huddersfield Town Mega Store is like a shipping container, and they've had the cheek to put the word Mega Store on it. Mm. It's, I'd say it's it's probably smaller than your average Londis. Yeah, Mega Store. Yeah, shipping container. Very trendy. Very sort of Shoreditch <laughs> as well. The, the Shoreditch of West Yorkshire. You're looking at there in Huddersfield. Didn't get that kind of a vibe today. No, um, no, no. Lots of. Um, Lots of angry people is all I saw today. Is that what they're, they're, are they still, still kind of really kind of twisted and hate us that much? Like, honestly, the, the look of pure disgust and upset in that in that home end when we scored, people were like, I can't believe it, I can't believe it's happened. And as we were leaving the ground, the last person to leave the Huddersfield end, because the most of them had fucked off with about 10 after the second goal went in, but there was one girl who was probably about 15, 16, leaving the ground and she had um, both middle fingers up and was kind of pumping her arms up and down at the away end in a real futile gesture. Because <laughs> she was just like, just fuck off, please, fuck off, fuck, fuck, fuck off, get all out, of you. Get out of me town, but I will be there shopping in White Rose Centre <laughs> later on in week or whatever. 
Dear yeah, me. lovely to see though. It's just I'm just so glad that we won because imagine those people. You know, after a victory, I mean, not, that's they're, not hum- they're not humble in victory well, like us. Well, that's exactly. They're not as worldly and humble as we are. They, it, you can't have them. Those gap toothed simpletons lording over us, can you? You can't have that. No, exactly. So, and that's and that's basically their season, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got there's the um, the game at Ellen Road to look forward to. True. Unfortunately, we're going to be up and they'll be down by then. So. Well, it doesn't matter if they beat us, which they won't, but, like, you know, it'll give them some meaning if it happens. That would really confuse them, wouldn't it, if we were already up but they beat us and we're like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Mind you, if we, I, I texted Phil Hay earlier on and said, um, if I still wouldn't believe that we would be up, even if we had ten, a 10-point advantage with three games to go, I still wouldn't believe it. Still think something's going to go wrong after last season. But let me just check the, uh, check the Fulham score. No, we are going up. We're right. up. Excellent. We're up. It's confirmed. The it's league confirmed. table still telling the truth, despite what Johnny Woodgate thinks. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's been a great day today. We live for days like this, especially on Twitter, because we can have lots of fun with it. You know what I enjoyed most? My lie-in, mm. and then just a stroll down here afterwards. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, Michael, thanks for your hard work with that one, and good to see you back here in one piece. And we'll speak to you on the normal podcast in a couple of days. Thanks for listening to this one. See you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 